is Mildale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Callum Ferguson. The rain cost us half a day of cricket, but that left us plenty of time for some fun. So grab a Cooper's Mild Ale and enjoy our favourite moments from day one at the SCG. I look at the screen in front of me and I've got broadcasting royalty and I need to get to the bottom of this. Uh, of course, Andy Lee's been part of the broadcast the whole summer, been magnificent. His great mate Hamish Blake is having an extended birthday celebration <laughs> and he's wandered in as well. Welcome to your boat. Uh, good morning, JB. Look at this. Day one of the test and uh, day 31 of my 40th birthday <laughs> celebration and we roll on here. Re- big special shout out to the crowd that's turned up to really bring in my 40th your first year in style. I appreciate everyone that's turned out. JB, of course, uh, this test, people worry that's getting a bit boring considering Australia just thumping uh, England. So I've yep. the big guns here to yep. come Commentate alongside me. What, Hamish what? has obviously been uh, commentating a lot of grade cricket just over the last month, and he's finally been elevated. He's like Sky Bowling. <laughs> and I expect to see six for seven from six, him in the next 25 six, minutes. Six great jokes from seven attempts. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's stats that is unheard of from me. My previous best is two from 45. <laughs> So, Hayne, walk me through the last month, mate. 40, you only turned 40 once. What's uh, it entailed? Look, we d- I did. I had a very quiet 40th. Uh, it was December 11th uh, for those playing along. Um, <laughs> but Ando and I, you know, initially, in the, the initial plan was what if we went, you know, did three days in Brisbane or something. And just with family commitments, that now that I live in Sydney, that got whittled down to what about just yep. one day in Sydney? Which I'll take. I'll take. And yeah. it's bloody great to be here. Um, We've got famous memories of you and I at Brisbane Test. And on I, we've, you, we've done the first a, ball. You ended up at a drum kit at uh, some venue at the... Illegally uh, on a drum kit, asked to leave. Um, <laughs> karaoke is one thing, but I think walking onto the stage and playing someone's drum kit at a, at a venue is frowned upon. So, look, we've had... And on I, we, you know, we can't... I, if I had it my way, we'd, we'd, well, we'd have 25 days of cricket, which is not going to happen this summer, test cricket, but we'd have the full five tests, which will be about 16 days, the way things are going. But, um, but it's, it's amazing to be here. People are not watching. And Andy, yeah. what have you told Haim about the way Triple M go about commentating cricket? Have you given him some insights? All I said to him, it's a race to get your stint so you get your invoice in. Yeah, I hear, I'm hearing a lot about invoice. <laughs> I've, I've heard the word invoice four times since I've come in the room. I'm actually, sorry if I seem a bit distracted, I'm just searching online for a mobile invoicing app. <laughs> I could just make sure I get my hours in. So do you guys need my ABM? Like, I don't have one, but could I, could I, do I do PAYG? How does it work? I said to Hamish, if there's ever a rain delay or if England aren't going so well and it looks to be cut short, watch people putting their hand up for the early sessions. Yeah. That's where it comes up. Howie, I mean, obviously, the Andy just, I mean, I know you're in, you're in your, your kitchen there, JB, and we're here at the ground, but Andy's dangling a tip jar out the window. <laughs> We really are. There'd be triple as people are here for the love of the game and invoicing. I know people. All I know is uh, this. Yep. When you two threaten an invoice, the people that run our company, the blood just drains out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Do you know what? Because it's my birthday and I feel extremely lucky to be here, I am going to offer my services pro bono for today. Oh, just, really? Just I, lovely I, to I be am not. here. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's the pink test and I, so I'd like to donate my, my fee to Andy. What we should point out though, JB, I know people listen to the uh, the cricket now and don't bother watching it because we're so good at this commentary thing. Yep, but yeah, uh, it you is have dominated. Sunny. It is it's sunny. sunny now. Here so people are sunbaking in the crowd. <laughs> the covers are going to come off any second. Uh, you, can, you wouldn't believe it. It is sunny, <laughs> a nice JB, coming from the front. People have got those under the chin reflector boards out that old people on cruise ships use. <laughs> <laughs> Calling for the oil. <laughs> you talked of the nonsense running between wickets uh, between Harris and Warner. Were there blokes when you played that you preferred not to bat with 
because you thought they were so terrible at running between the wickets? Yeah, there were a couple. I've, I actually started playing with a bloke called Graham Wood from WA who was notoriously horrendous as a runner between the wickets. Um, but when you get older, Andy, you realise it's every man for himself in this game. So um, you just say no and stay where you are. That tended to work for me. Well, another question in... With the calls, right? Mm. I mean, there's no, there's weight, there's no run, there's weight on. <laughs> Everyone has their own style. Does that develop over time, or do you? Well, I, I've always thought Michael Clark was a bit of the start of that. He, you know, he used to sort of wave his bat at his his other bloke and say <laughs> no run, yeah. and it sort of. <laughs> and then Davey Warner it? picked up on it. It was just, it used to be just yes or no, really loudly, or wait, and that was it. I, but I, sort I, of... I question the addition of run onto no run because yeah. we know what no means. Yeah, yes. I mean these and guys are playing at the top level. I know, what, run, I know what no means. And run means run. Yeah. So if you yeah. choke yeah. on the no. <laughs> <laughs> You're suddenly in all sorts of trouble. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, one of the worst calls you can make is no problems for a run. That is a confusing one. Yeah. I'll get back to you. Could be a nice one. Or like, yes, let's wait. That's a bad. <laughs> that's a bad call. I got a question for you, JB, which might cover some time. Mm-hmm. If you go to a grade cricket, a, 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 a club cricket ground, and park your car alongside it during a match. Is it that at your own risk? <laughs> what, you're worried about the ball being hit by a six? Is that what your well, usual is? I think, I, know just... where, I think I know where Ender's going with this, and I won't lead the witness. But, uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a question that's dear to our heart. <laughs> um, and you might know more about, like, a, a, yeah, cr- a club-level cricket. Or... Mm. Is it park at your own risk? Yes. Within what diameter of the ground? Within what <laughs> radius of the ground? Like, it's, like a 20-metre band of the ground? I'd say all adjoining streets, because actually, Andrew, the one we're talking about, was it was a street. It was, it was a street, street next to the It was a street next Definitely next. in the car park. If you park in the car park next to the cricket club and yep. there's a game on, 100% yep. at your own risk. JB, That's it. it cost uh, Hamish and I several thousand dollars because we... Uh, <laughs> You're not going to believe... This sounds like such a made-up story, but it is it's we, phenomenal. I mentioned uh, in, earlier in the tests that uh, Hamish and I... Hamish is our opening batsman and wicketkeeper for yeah. my team, the Mancats, which takes on my brother's mates. The, my brother's mates, the Beamers. And it's the Beamers <laughs> versus the Mancats, three matches a year, every, every year. Yep. Yep. That's all our old bodies can handle. We, 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 play, we dress like it's a test and we prepare like it's a twist, but it is 2020. <laughs> it's, a 2020. it's, under tw- it's basically under 12's rules. <laughs> Full whites, wearing the baggy blue. And, the do, baggy we have, do we have nine ball and over maximums? No, no. No, no. Full, okay, so it's not full <laughs> under 12 rules. Uh, you've got to bowl six legal balls. But uh, you're allowed one international player each. And in this particular year, my brother had recruited Peter Hanscom, yep. who Ooh. was playing bloody well for Australia at the time. Yep. Uh, for the, the best be- player of the year. For then. the Beamers. And we had Bob Quiney. Yes. Uh, who was also going well with the bat for Victoria uh, as, as a man cat. Now, Bob came out to bat and we did need fast runs. And he's hooked a ball for six and it's landed on a bloke's car. Imagine, <laughs> really, great shot. It's cleared the ground, cleared the oval, <laughs> into the street next to the oval, landed on the roof. Big and, audible donk. And this guy's come out and he's complained. He's come across to me and I'm scoring. I'm taking the scoring job very seriously. So you don't talk to me during and over at the scoring as I'm in the old form of the scorebook. I'm doing the dots and the dashes and working down through. He's having an argument. I said, mate, if you park next to a cricket club, a cricket club and a cricket game, you know a game's on. That's your, your own fault. Can't buy a house next yes. to the airport and complain about the plane noise. So no. the argument takes about three or four balls and uh, he walks off in a huff at the exact time as Bobby Quiney Again, plays the hook shot, and it's going far short of going out of the ground. 
Uh, and this particular ground, the fence was just a singular metal pipe. You know these park, you know, that just you get one steel rail going around the whole yep. of the park? Yep. yep. The ball lands exactly on, on the, the bar. On the bar. <laughs> Pops up in the air and then travels another 20 metres to land on the same car. <laughs> As the guy is about to get back in and he blew his top and threatened to sue us and uh, Hame and I fixed <laughs> Up the bill. He wasn't interested at the time. From memory, our, our argument to him was, look, regardless of the money, you have to be amazed at the odds of this happening. Like, <laughs> that, that's really the takeaway from this. The Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. The Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. Jack Heffern, Greg Blewett and Callum Ferguson. I think we've got Callum Ferguson Ready to go from his palatial South Australian abode. Fergie, you with us? Yes, I'm with you, boys. Great to be with you. What a what a day it is. I was expecting to be watching the rainfall all day, but uh, great to have the cricket back on. How are you going at home? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm set up in the our fresco out the back and um, got the laptop. I've got about five screens sitting in front of me and more tech gear than you'd uh, you'd see at Bill Gates's mansion. So um, <laughs> I'm feeling like I'm ready for the game, the day's play. Just a few technical issues a couple of minutes ago, Ferg. What, talk us I think there that. might have been blue. Have you jumped into my seat for me just to keep it warm? I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, we had a couple of little glitches, but we're all good now, I think. How am I coming through, Blue? Yeah, very clear, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what was unfortunate. The kit you were wearing on the BBL broadcast. <laughs> Which was yours. <laughs> Which was yours. <laughs> Don't the try and roll me under out. the bus. So, Ferg, that was another setup because at the MCG, you climbed into my Channel 7 gear and you looked sparkling. And then That's last right. night I did the Big Bash game and you, you've called for the, the whole grey outfit. I was head to toe in grey. Mate, all of my kit's here with me in my suitcase. <laughs> I don't know what you were wearing. <laughs> Had a bit of feedback about the shoes I was wearing last night too, Kels. I thought that I'd uh, probably spent some good hours in the front bar. Probably could have put them through the washing machine. Is there a bit of kit sharing going on well, with the Big Bash crew at the moment, Bluey? Yeah, exactly right. So I think they think that um, Ferg and I are sort of similar builds, although I, th- I think Ferg might be a, a 34 or a 36 waist <laughs> and I'm a 32, so I've got a few issues there, but... Might be yeah. around the other way, I reckon, yeah, Jack. <laughs> you say retirement's been good to Ferg. Oh, already got a little puff about him. <laughs> Let's not talk about the jiggle Bluey gets going up and downstairs. Dan Ganane, Isabel Westbury and Mark Taylor. Now, Izzy, Izzy, you've been dying to critique uh, the curators, one aspect of the curators. Uh, well, we've got go. to find something in, in Australian cr- cr- cricket to critique because at the moment it's been going pretty well. Um, for the home side but it's it's not so much a critique it's more the fact that having come to the SCG in this wonderful storied ground with a pavilion and everything is that I've noticed because we've seen them quite a lot today is that the the curators as they call them here the ground staff their uniforms again a very Australian term they're the best of the lot the best of the test grounds I think belongs to the um, the SCG ground staff it's it's gorgeous they've got a nice rugby jersey and a nice hue of green. I don't know if you have Farrow and Ball um, wallpaper 
types of paints in Australia, but it's quite a well-known brand in England. It is you lost me a long, a long time this, ago. This is important stuff about cricket here. I mean, never mind the I've legs ne- that Jimmy Anderson is. I've been coming here for thirty years. I've never noticed what the bloody curator's wearing. Oh, but come on, can you, you must, you must enjoy it. Well. <laughs> trying to take a picture of one of them but it's a, a lovely sort of um, mellow hue of green and then there's a nice off-white <laughs> band across the middle and a gold silver lining so a nice nod to the Australian colours of yellow and green but not too out there and nice mellow hues I, I think it. I think they're gorgeous this is some serious dribble you're spurting here <laughs> Izzy it's wonderful so hang on you had an order so you've got the got SCG order, yeah. right at the top obviously so I mean we, we can go next to I think um up at the, the Gabba, I mean, you can't you have nothing other than a sort of big mer- a Merlot kind of hue there, a maroon colour, very deep, which is fine. That's Queensland. That's that, that goes with the with the territory, and they've got a nice navy collar, so I quite like that contrast. <laughs> oh my god! Very simple. It's maroon, by the way. <laughs> you got to say maroon in Queensland. Mar- maroon. <laughs> maroon. Maroon. Yeah. All right. All right. right. Um, I, I must say, the Adelaide Oval, I think, is one of is probably my favourite test ground in Australia, and possibly out there around the world. But their their curators have a bit of a hash. There, they've got a, a navy polo shirt, and they've got these really thin, bright blue and bright green lines, and it's horrible. It's too much stuff going on, and they're right bottom. After the way they treated us at Adelaide, they treated us like silkworms, and you're bagging oh. there the curator. This is lovely, lovely stadium, but no, they, they need to do something about their uniform. Oh, fantastic. Adelaide was great. If we go to the MCG, <laughs> they've gone for quite traditional stuff. They've got a big sort of navy across most of the, the shirt, and then they've got the sides, big panels of red. And that, and that works quite well, look quite simple. But the thing that really lets it down is that their, their logo, the MCG logo, is this bright green, and it's horrid. You've got this, this traditional stuff. Very simple, and then you've got this bright green logo straight across the chest, and that that brings it down a peg or two, I'm afraid. You you could write a thousand words on this. I mean, I have. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what do you do during a rain break, right? Um, I mean, I can either talk about James Anderson's length in the last, you know, the half an hour that he's bowled, or I can talk about the the curator's uniform. The SCG on top. SCG on top. I must say, we haven't got to Hobart yet, so it'll be interesting to see whether they've changed from what I've seen in BBL matches over the years and obviously we haven't had an Ashes test there ever before but I think that they're almost rivals they've got quite a nice bright blue and then they've got these khaki trousers and shorts with um, some dark khaki where the pockets are I think it's I think they're they're almost up there so uh, the Hobart the Hobart curators will be one to watch out for when we get there well that's just I'm going to give that to Anaconda some wonderful Anaconda stats there from Izzy James Brayshaw Mark Waugh and Brad Haddon I want to explore just how you ended up getting left in the studio June that interests me I would have thought A grade written all over you how have you been left there Uh, I'm not sure maybe because I've got a double up tonight in the BBL in the studio so give me the back line of who's back there yourself and Beach. who else and Hussey, just the three of us. Or the Huss. Yep. See, I had your pegged as better than that. Well, whose spot should we take? Uh, is it Warren or Vaughan or Gilchrist? All. Keith? Yep. All of the above? Yep. You're royalty here at the SCG, Jim. Yeah, this is exactly right. Yeah. This is your no, hood. No statue, oh, actually, No statue. Or Mark Taylor's just... Mark Taylor's just sending me a message saying that's dead set the B team they've left at the studios. Well, what's Tubby Taylor doing? Just quietly? What's he doing? <laughs> Lounging around? He's just presenting the shoe. Have a look at him on the Zoom screen. <laughs> well, 
What sort of a COVID sufferer would what sort of a COVID sufferer would Tub be, Jet? Oh. So he'd be lounging around doing nothing, maybe have his fishing rod out in the back yard in his pool practicing his casting. I'm surprised he hasn't got himself a glass of red there. Actually, in a cheese platter. He's more of a beer man, Tubby. More beer and red wine. It'll come. I've, I'm looking at Tub on the Zoom screen, and I've been into that exact part of his house, and the red there is very underwhelming. <laughs> Take him go to the top drawer too often. Nothing yeah. out of the top drawer? No, no. Very, very poor. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Mark Howard, Mark Taylor and Isabel Westbury. We're all over the shop here in the box at the moment, Izzy. That's Australian, not just political royalty, John Howard, a much-loved figure in this country and a big cricket fan. We'll get to him in a moment. Now, Tub, I need to describe the scene here. We're in the Triple M <laughs> box, which is just full of misfits, blokes that have been sacked from other radio stations, <laughs> people that are learning the trade, just real low-class operators. And then the former Prime Minister, much loved, walks into the back of the box. Now, people are going. They've all got their equipment on, but blokes are looking for ties and jackets. And he rolls up and speaks straight to Brad Haddon like their best mates. Now, Brad Haddon is wearing some shocking Crocs and a very dodgy shirt. But the conversation was well and truly between Haddon and Mr Howard, wasn't it, Izzy? Yeah, suited and booted. Don't mind us. And then well, I had the temerity to say, Mr. Howard, would you like to join us in commentary? And he said, oh, no, no, I'm not at that level. And I said, mate, you haven't heard the broadcast. You're certainly at the required <laughs> level. But he said, no, he didn't want to cost us ratings. And uh, I, I didn't think that would be the case, is he? To be I, I think either of us could have vacated our seats yes. and I think they'd have shot up. Yes. <laughs> Um, oh, Tom, I, I need to hear lo- some stories about John Howard from you because I know how much he loves his cricket. Yeah, you, you're dead right. He, he, and he would have loved to talk cricket too. I, I, I think it might have been me actually who, who branded him a cricket tragic many years ago. He, he spoke at a, at a lunch, uh, fundraising lunch from my old grade cricket club where we raised a bit of money to build a new stand. And um, after he spoke for about 15 minutes about cricket and, and my career and what have you, uh, I had to respond and I wasn't really prepared to to speak and I got up there and I said well thanks to the former Prime Minister and I went on and on and on and then I said we, we all know he's a cricket tragic well then all the everyone went mad you can't call the Prime Minister a tragic and what have you and I had all sorts of media outlets uh, yelling and screaming at me for calling him a cricket tragic and then he turned around at a press conference a day later and said by the way I am I am a cricket tragic he said he loves it so uh, not surprised to see him in the box he goes to every SCG test match and he'd be, he'd be loving watching a, another Ashes test match there at the SCG I'm sure. Dan Ganane, Brad Haddon and Greg Blewett. Hey can I quickly just add to that because as soon as I heard Martin Crow um, it took me back to um, so remember Chris Harris that used to play for New Zealand oh, yes. as well? Look, yes. he, he looked, walked like he had a pebble in his shoe all the time and um, so I was in Brisbane, he was on the Gold Coast and he rang me up and he said, because I'd played a bit of cricket with Chris Harris in the UK and he said mate I I'm on the Gold Coast for a couple of nights, come down and have a beer. So anyway, we, we met it up at a bar and I walked in and there's Chris Harris and he's got a piece oh, no. on because he's bald as well and he's got a piece on. And I went, mate, what, what is going on? He goes, well, I just thought I'd give it a go and, you know, what do you think? And it looked completely ridiculous. And you know what he'd done? 
<laughs> he was playing. He was playing beach cricket with Martin Crow, and he stole a key to his room, and he oh. went up there, and there was a spare next to his bedside, <laughs> and he he literally said it was like double sided tape, and he just like whacked it on and decided to wear the the hair hat out for the rest of the night. He said it's he a, was he was. It's a real hair hat. I I was yeah. under the impression. They took hair from the back of your head or from somewhere and sewed it into the front. Well, I think there's different ways, Dan. But in this particular case, he said it was as simple as like double-sided tape. And he just got it and he just stuck it on like a Lego uh, configuration and bang. On it went and uh, away he went. <laughs> what a description. <laughs> I've witnessed an ex-teammate of mine get it done. And well, Australia, New South Wales. I'm not going any further than that. I'll tell you the story. I'm not going to throw any names under, but for New South Wales. And Bollinger? When they got it done, they, <laughs> they went in and, and got it styled. And the style asked for was, can I have the same haircut as Greg Blewett? So they got a photo. <laughs> this is hand on my heart. They got a photo of Greg Blewett when he had a beautiful hair. They cut it. That's my Bowler. I can't tell you. Boy, he bowled, not marrying it down that much. He bowled. Um, and <laughs> this is a true story. Boy. This is not true. I can, I can promise you, hand on my heart, he said, this is a photo of Greg Blewett. Can I have that hairstyle? So they put it on the mannequin next to him. They shaped it the same as Greg Blewett's head, and they put it on. Oh, Modern day or uh, long retired? He's retired now. But Did it look anything a, like my hair hats? Oh, I had tears in my eyes, Blue. It's like, <laughs> it, was, it was really hard to, to, to work out whether it, it did look like your hair, but I can tell you there was a photo of you next to the mannequin. <laughs> we, now that we've got the Chris Harris info, I think we can come up with a Australia v World 11 hair hat uh, contest. I think we can get 22 names. Mark Howard and Callum Ferguson. You into a milkshake there, Fergie? Is that a genuine <laughs> milkshake or a smoothie or a protein shake? Yeah, a bit of a protein shake just to get me through the afternoon. Try and s- stave off the uh, the cravings for all the Doritos that are floating around in the pantry, trying to keep myself clear of them. This is pot, kettle and black, but if you're taking mm-hmm. a protein shake, Fergie, I've seen your arms... I'm not sure it's working, to be honest. <laughs> yep. Stones and glass houses, Howie. Yes, after, yes, uh, I think we ran true. past each other at we did. Uh, the tan the other day. Yeah, we the did. the last time we laid eyes. Um, yeah, look, I'd like to think power to weight ratio is something that I run pretty strongly with, Howie. Chin-ups. It's all about the chin-ups. If you can do they those, help. that's the power to weight ratio operation. They do help. Dan Ganane and Greg Blewett. So Leach is bowling... Over the wicket, the left armour. Over the wicket to the left-hander. Yeah, they're starting a little defensive with Jack Leach, which is, I think it's understandable. I know uh, Mark Wall wasn't very happy with the tactics. Did Mark Wall pay any off-spinner respect? He liked well, to he whack him out. to Phil Tufnell. <laughs> you get out for 99 at Lords once, and they never let you forget it. <laughs> I was going to tell you the story about uh, when Mark War hit Dan Vittori onto the oh. Lily Marsh stand in Perth. Well, when he came back in, we were like, oh, Junior, mate, what about that? And he goes, oh, well, would have gone a lot further if I had a decent stick. And he was complaining about the slazenger he had. He reckons it was oh. a plank. 
not the V100. That's sacrilegious. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.